Hello and welcome to My Dead Parents. This is Bree Helders. I'm here with Greg Wallace. Hello. Why do you think you're here, Greg? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> to, to talk about my uh, my dead parent. <laughs> you have a dead parent. I do have a dead parent. Yes, I do. Uh, you have a dead dad. I have a dead dad. He died. My dad died. <laughs> your dad died. I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh. Uh, I am all so sorry for your loss, too. Thank you. Great. How did your dad die? Um, My dad died, I don't necessarily know, but uh, I have an idea. That's not funny. I have an idea. No, 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 it's fine. (laughs) It's only because the way you said it. It it is funny because I probably should, like, really kind of know. I I guess I've never talked to anybody other than, like, my mom. Like, uh, so my relationship was that, like, my dad moved away when I was uh, like 12, uh, 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. And then like he would come back every couple of years. So I was m- much close to uh, my, my, my mother. So all Have the information I was given was about my dad's death was kind of given to my mother. I never asked anybody about it. I see. Uh, they were already separated. They were already separated. For how long? Uh, but. How long until and when he died? Like before he moved away, he moved. He moved away. Uh, they got divorced at like when I was ten, and mm-hmm. then he moved away when I was like eleven or twelve. I'm also like very loose on these <laughs> numbers. <laughs> uh, how how far did he move away? Well, uh, he he was a chef, and then so oh, he moved cool. from. Uh, he worked in. Um, where did he work? When they were together, he worked in um, Redondo Beach, and then he worked in Diamond Bar, mm-hmm. and then Snoop uh, Dogg. Snoop Dogg, Diamond Bar. Yeah, he is uh, your co- dad. Snoop Dogg. So Snoop Dogg's my dad, and he's a football coach Sick. of my my little league football team. Sick. Uh, no, he. <laughs> um, and then so he 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 worked at a res- at a hotel in Diamond Bar, and they transferred him to Arizona. And then from Arizona, he went to a few different places in Arizona, and then Vegas for many years. He was a chef at the Flamingo, and then ultimately um, he went to Austin, and then he died in Austin. But you don't know how. Um, what I was told was uh, like my dad got sick. This this is like a. Huge complicated story. Okay. Okay. Let me back up. When my dad was a child, he was, uh, he had like, he had like a rare kind of like bone disease or something. What I attribute it to like being, um, like Mr. Glass, like Mr. Unbreakable or whatever that is. Like, yeah. <clears throat> like if he got pushed over, he would like, uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And that's like my, the definition of it that I was given when I was a child is like <laughs> what, what I think he had. I don't know what he really had. There's a name for it. But, uh, so that generative bone disease something like that he was just like a very Mm. fragile boy (laughs) and his brother would push him over and he would get hurt but the only like um the only and he was in like a lot of pain and the only uh doctor who knew anything about this was in los angeles and my dad lived in canada and um so he had to come down to um he had to come down to los angeles and be in the hospital for many years and he didn't know he was in the hospital so long that he didn't know his parents got divorced until they started showing up separately. What? Yeah. Like, he was in the hospital, like, so many years, and then... How old was he? He was a he was a kid. This is all I know, is he was a kid. He never also... Also, my relationship with my dad is he's never told me any of this stuff. He never what about did. Your, are your grandparents still alive? I have... Yeah, his parents are both still alive. Are you close with them? I'm, like, relatively close, but I feel like our relationship is, like, strained because, like... I am my father's son, and my father like moved away and stuff like yeah. that. We just don't talk. I should ask them a lot of stuff. <laughs> Maybe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, you. I mean, you might get a more straight answer out of them than your mom. Yeah. I mean, right? And my mom. My mom. Uh, and I trust everything that my mom's saying, but I just have never heard it kind of from the horse's mouth. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But just sometimes people who are close to the situation or something like they either don't know or they can't yeah. talk about it or, or yeah or what they can't like articulate the things that like, right. actually happened uh so like long story short my dad was sick a lot as a child and then so when he did get sick when he was in his 50s he uh he got sick he had like 
from what I told he like got sick and he had like lesions and it's probably like I want to say that everything was probably from drinking and smoking um but he got sick and then he was in the hospital and he was like really sick and he told his wife like if I ever get really sick like this again like pull the plug whoa and then so he got out and he went to rehab or he was going to like a, a rehabilitation thing to get better not not like for drugs and alcohol uh, i'm assuming like physical therapy physical therapy and yeah and then he got sick yeah. again and then they pulled the plug because so he, he said so he didn't he, he didn't so want to be in the relation he didn't want to be in the hospital again like yeah. because he was he was in the hospital so much as a child but so the first time he had one of these episodes he was so sick that like there was an opportunity to pull the plug and they didn't and then he got better no i think he got better and then uh and then he told uh my stepmother like if i i don't ever want to be like in the hospital again i don't want to be in the hospital for an extended period of time yeah. again so if i ever do get sick and there's an opportunity right where th you have to make a decision just pull the plug type of thing oh my goodness uh yeah so what i think how my dad died was um what started as like I was told like the first time he was in the hospital, he had like lesions in his throat and he like was like coughing up blood and stuff like that. It was probably he ultimately died from like kidney failure and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't know like if that if I also like would only see my dad every six months. So I don't know how much like he was drinking or anything like that. I don't know his relationship to to drugs or alcohol or anything like that yeah and um, was he heavily a dad dad before your parents divorced uh he was he was a i think he was a dad dad what's a dad dad <laughs> you know just like just present and and around and um you know lived in the house and raised you yeah he definitely lived in the house he definitely raised me but he also like my mom didn't work very much so mm -hmm. like my mom was there all the time but my dad just would work a full-time job but he was there all the time and when, yeah. when i was a kid uh yeah there was like extended period of times um when he was like when i was younger i guess there was a multi like my mom tells me that i blacked out a lot of my childhood <laughs> because they had like a, a relationship they had a they had a real relationship um but like they separated when I was a kid and then they came back together and then I remember they got married when I was like seven. They ultimately got married when I was seven and then I have a brother and a sister. My sister was a baby and so I was probably about like 10 or so and he was living with us and I remember up until like, yeah, from when I was like four to like 10 he would, we all lived in the same house and stuff like that and he was mm -hmm. there and we would like He'd take me to visit grandma. He'd take me to food places. He took me to like baseball games and stuff like that. And then he moved away. And then he would like, it just, it, I got less and less of that. Like yeah. he, he moved away and then like he was still trying to be a part of our life. And then he moved farther away. And like we would, we would get to go see him like every couple months. And then we would like, uh, like my grandfather would drive me halfway to Arizona and then he would pick me up the other halfway. And then I'd stay with him for a week and then he'd drive me back halfway and my grandpa would pick pick me up and drive me back the other halfway. And then like every couple months became like every four months and then every yeah. four months became like every six months. And then probably it was like every six months that he would for the rest of um, my childhood and kind of my adult life. He, and I'd get a call and I'd be he'd be like, I'm coming into town. <laughs> you want to get some food? Where are you living at? Uh you still at the same job <laughs> kind of stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, he was also kind of like, yeah, I don't, I, I guess I don't know much about like his, his adult life because I feel like our relationship kind of got uh, real strained and I have these very like hard feelings about like f a feeling abandoned and feeling like I wish I could have had like a better relationship with him when I was, when I was like in my twenties, I was like, I was like, I, re I, I like wish I had a better relationship with him, but also like, I don't got time for this guy anymore. And then he got sick and then he died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really sudden. Like, uh, yes, sick, it was very, it was sudden enough to, that when he got sick, I thought to myself, like, 
cool if he doesn't get better um like there we, i was on the phone with my stepmother and i um and my mother would be calling me and my grandparents were calling me and talking to me and then i was like if if he doesn't get better um i'll go out to austin i was like an adult enough at that time this was he he died he was born in 57 he died in 57 so this was in 2014 i have to do the math every every time to to remember how it is and i have to look at my tattoo on my arm because it says 57 yeah. um so this was in 2000 so this was five years ago and he uh i remember thinking like oh i'll like i'll go down to where he's at if he doesn't get better and then he got better and then we talked on the phone one time and then and then he got sick again and then he died did did they call to say hey we're gonna pull the plug no uh Oof. no Oof. um no my stepmom called me and she told me to tell my siblings that my dad had died what the fuck yeah <laughs> that's not fair yeah at all um for multiple reasons um were you really angry that she told me that that she just told you after she did it and then and also that she put on you for you to tell everybody um no i mean because i knew he got sick again and they're like he's sick again and i was like in this i was like in the stages of being like okay cool yeah like in the next couple of days if he does not look like it's getting any better then i'm going to go down to austin and go see him um and she had, I don't think she had ever mentioned that she was put in a position to make a decision because he didn't want to be in a hospital anymore. Yeah. Um, and then I just remember I was at, uh, <laughs> I was at UCB writing and then I got a call and I picked it up Jesus. and I stepped outside <laughs> and then my stepmom said that, uh, uh, your dad had told me, uh, that if he ever got like really sick and, and I was presented with this uh with this thing uh with this this job to like make a decision on whether to pull the plug or not that he said he didn't want to live a life like on a like uh in the hospital or he didn't want to like you know be sick and hooked up and connected to tubes and stuff like that and she's like so like we had to make a decision and we and he died and then she's like will you tell your brothers and sisters <laughs> it's like yeah uh and i remember sitting out there and when she told me this uh i didn't like i was like okay and then, like i didn't register or anything and i the when i had to call my sister it hit me I'm getting emotional um yeah and it hit me when i had to call my sister and call my brother yeah. That's um, And I had to call my mom. <laughs> I had to call my mom too. She didn't call my mom. What how'd your mom She's do? like I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um and then she said like she's like, Do you need need me to tell your brother and your sister? And I was like, No, I already told them. <laughs> um I my sister called me when my father passed, um, cause she was there, she still lived with them. And my mother had been sick for a while. Um, she was sick with a liver disease. So even though she would be doing okay and she was like getting ready to possibly have a transplant, when you have a liver disease, they do warn you, like she would, she would, she would get encephalopathy, which basically meant that her liver couldn't filter out toxins like ammonia. And then it would go to her brain and she would be like a zombie. And then it was like this game of, of constantly, um, you know, medicating, like treating that based off of how bad it was and, and things like that. But it would get bad. And then I would, I was very used to getting calls um, about, uh, you know, she's like this, this is a state, what should we give her? What should we do? Should we go to the hospital? And I was always that person that was like, how bad is it? What are the mm -hmm. symptoms? Yes, you should take her, call her doctor or I'll call her doctor and make sure they have a bed for her so she's not waiting in the waiting room or whatever. Um, 
And so that morning when my sister called me and it's my sister calling me, she's a pastry chef. So she works at like 6 a.m. usually. So either she's asleep or she's at work at nine Mm -hmm. in the morning. And so when I got a call, I was sitting in my kitchen uh, feeding my daughter breakfast and I see my sister calling me and I, I immediately pick up and I'm like, I'm expecting it to be her or my papa saying we're going to the hospital or something's going on. And, um, I picked up the phone and I was like, what's wrong? And she goes, we have an emergency situation, which was such a, to me, such a weird way to put it. Obviously in that moment, that's just the only thing she could think to say, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it always, it, for some reason that like sticks with me that like we have an emergency situation because honestly there's nothing less urgent when you think about it. Yeah. (laughs) There's really no rush on anything. Uh Um, we have an emergency situation and I was like, what? And I'm ready for it to be, you know, one thing. And then she's like, um, I think Papa died. And I like, I mean, just like, like what, what, what? And um, she says now that like the most haunting thing for her, one of the most, one of the things that haunt her the most about that day was my reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very close to him and, uh, and I, I just, I was like, what, 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 <laughs> what do you mean? And she was like, I think he died. I think he died. And I was like, I started to talk her through checking his vitals and was like, okay, well, have you called 911? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going through like my first aid training, mm-hmm. like to help talk her through this. And she's like, no, um, he's cold. And I, she's like, I think he died in his sleep. Wow. And I just like got up and like, and fell to the floor in my kitchen and oh just started God. screaming, no, no, oh no. Like this is my, my papa. Yeah. This is like one of the only people that ever, oh, so I was adopted. This yeah. is, so I ha- already have abandonment shit. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm like, this is one of the only people that ever cared about me yeah. that like literally every uh, people who should have fucking cared about me Jeez. didn't. And then this guy who had no blood relation to me and, and no reason to really and also did. It's just like, out of the blue and it's like something I have no idea how he died radar and it was just like because you were expecting like maybe something about your mom your mom yeah. right or something like that and so oh boy that's difficult that's insane. yeah but but I mean similarly I knew I knew that he died in his sleep but my mother didn't want an autopsy because she had a big hang-up people are so weird about burial People are so weird about like dead bodies mm-hmm. and stuff. And she was like, oh, I do not want his body. They're going to take him to the L.A. County morgue. Mm-hmm. And I'm and in the moment I was just like, OK, f- all right, fine. And now I'm like, I why didn't I just say, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why? What, what is it? She just didn't want. She was like, I do not want his body going there. I want him to go to Rose Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So we never got an, I mean, I think it was probably kidney failure because he worked the day before. I mean, he, he was in his seventies and he worked up until the day he died. Uh Um, and it was hot out and I think he just wasn't looking after himself necessarily. And I'm sorry. Thanks. Um, but yeah, the telling people thing is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm like when, first off, like, it's wild that you have to retell that story every time you do this podcast <laughs> because in the like handful of times that I've ever like told this story to people, I do get emotional, but I don't get emotional about my father passing away. I get emotional at having to tell my siblings yeah, who are like a bigger part of my life mm-hmm. and having to be the parent or be the adult or something like that and break the news to them. Uh, yeah. Like I could talk about my, my dad, like I've, I, I don't I maybe maybe I just haven't uh dealt with that. <laughs> but but it doesn't that doesn't make me emotional. It's more the people it's um like de- delivering the bad news or like yeah. or seeing the people that I love sad mm-hmm. or like imagining them sad on the other end of that phone or something like that. Um or even the, just their reactions that like make me emotional when I talk about it. Um yeah, people are weird about uh, people are weird about burial stuff. My, yeah, I don't know. My dad was cremated, and my uh, stepmom sent his ashes to me in an olive jar, uh, like a martini olive jar. What? Yep, that's um, it. 
Wh- why? I don't know. You don't know? No, no explanation? Know. Uh, he was cremated. She just decided to cremate him. And then uh, she sent me a little olive jar of his ashes, and I have it. Uh, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it sits in a, a drawer in my nightstand. And one Just of, you. One day. She did not send it to anyone else. She did what? not send it to any of the other siblings. Your other siblings, no. no. And it's a, it's a literal, like, martini. Uh, martini olives. Martini olives, yeah. Like green olives. Yeah, it's a little slender thing. Yeah, they must have been drinking like crazy or something. <laughs> <laughs> the last days of that. Um, I mean, you got to get a mini bar and put them in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I've never thought of what to do with them. And they just kind of sit in the drawer. Um, do you want to know a fun fact about cremation? Sure. <laughs> um, when when a body is, I okay. A friend recently told me, and I don't remember if I've talked about this on this podcast or not. A uh, a friend recently told me that her friend worked in a cre- crematorium. Yeah, is crematorium a crematorium? A crematorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was apprenticing under his uncle and didn't. No, necessarily know what he'd signed up for and then they were like well since you're just starting out you just you can sit in here and, and you just need to keep checking the little window to make sure the body is burned and the first time he sat Jeez. in no warning just keep checking like yep still part Jesus. of a body still yeah. part of a body and then he's sitting there like looking in the window and the body sits up no yeah really yeah which I I mean it's their bodies like jump a little bit because mm. of you know gas, gas and stuff like and that. things like that um stuff, yeah. yeah and like the and i don't know the release of 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 things mm-hmm. um this isn't that they don't sit up like that mm-hmm. what happens is i'm told and i haven't i should fact check this um what i'm told is that when the tendons snap from the heat and your body's still like your tendons snap while you're Mm -hmm. still like a non-burned body and you literally just like fold in half so bodies just like sit up oh my gosh inside the thing but her friend became like obsessed with the moment obsessed with like Mm -hmm. the moment at which the body oh my gosh uh to an unhealthy i always thought that which is really funny to me uh that they just like put you down on a thing and like slid you in a like a very narrow thing, but there's like enough space for you to like sit up and like maybe not in all of them, but in this one, fold your legs and do a yoga <laughs> and do a little and yoga and do downward mm-hmm. dog. Yeah, most people get cremated in downward dog. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, wow, that's an interesting fact. Um, I was thinking crematorium sounds like such a like it should be a fun place where they like make like should. creams or whipped creams or mm. something like that. Or, <laughs> the like, whipped cream factory. The whipped crematorium. <laughs> Uh, whipped be, crematorium we should, not, we should not be calling it uh <laughs> the, yeah the, i don't know cremation crematorium. whipped crematorium uh, we should call like it the burn lab the burn the burn lab the fire the fire the fire lab uh closest you can get to hades closest as you can get to hades. uh next stop hades next stop why oh man <laughs> if there were more privately owned cemeteries uh, by m- millennials, <laughs> um, it would be f- there would be a lot funner names. <laughs> uh, so your parents are buried at Rose Hills. I know where Rose Hills are. They're they're at Rose Hills Whittier, which is massive. I know. I've been there. You've been there. I've been Why fu- have you been there? I've been to funerals there. I've been to another f- funeral there. Okay. Yeah. It's so you've, it's huge, and it's it spreads out over multiple. There's the main one, but then there's a bunch of other properties. But my uncle committed suicide when I was seven, mm-hmm. uh, and that so that was my mother's brother. And when he died, and he was the baby, it was a huge shocker to the family. And when uh, I mean, when is suicide not? But when he when they buried him, they bought enough plots for all of them. Uh-huh. So in a way, I had this really morbid, like very comfortable with death childhood because I spent almost every holiday, like the day before or the day of, we would go down to go visit my uncle's Mm -hmm. grave. And every single time we would, you know, count out all the other graves. And she's like, this is where we're going to go. This is where your Aunt Betty and Um, Uncle Dave are going to go. This is where Kenny and Don are going to like. And I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> like this is this is where my family is gonna yeah. be um and now it's real and we used to kind of like you know it was a little weird when we would joke about it but now like it is kind of an ongoing it's a it's a very sad but very real joke of like oh 
my least favorite way to visit family. Yeah. My whole fucking family is is that all of them are taken up now wow. because they've all died within the mm-hmm. last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents died three months a, or four months apart. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, the other to backtrack a little bit. Uh, what did you say when you went back into writing at UCB? What was it? What were you? What was it for? I, I mean, I was just, <laughs> I was like in the coffee shop just working on something. I don't know. Oh, you weren't around other people where you no, had to explain to somebody? Uh, I didn't have to explain to anybody. Oh, okay, good. Um, what did I do? Let me see. What did I do that day after? Uh, I remember um, it was like I went outside and I had that, answered that phone call. And then I called my siblings and I went back down inside and I just had like, I remember having like these moments like being like, what do I, what do I do now? (laughs) Like, uh, I'm not gonna, uh, I think there was a little bit of like, I'm not gonna let this affect me. Um, I'm gonna continue doing what I came here to do, but it's like, it's like, it's a shock, right? It's a, it's a moment of shock. So it's just like, I'm just gonna sit back down on my computer and like, yeah. Uh, keep working on what what I'm doing because I'm in shock and I feel strange and and just get through this and just get through this and yeah. just need some time to process what's going on and I think I, uh, I pretty much just ended up like sitting there for a little bit and maybe like I saw someone I knew and someone was just like hey how's it going or something like that and I was just like not good I just like <laughs> got off this phone conversation <laughs> I had to like call I had to like deliver this information and i also like found out my dad was dead and all this stuff and um and And they're just like what the fuck are you doing here someone was just like you should go you should go home (laughs) like (laughs) like go home man and i was just like yeah i'm gonna go home it's a weird thing to be told though isn't it like Mm -hmm. it's that's a weird thing when someone tells you what you should be yeah yeah. I, I never received that well. No. Like you yeah. should you should do this or I don't know. I, I in that moment I didn't receive stuff like that very well. Yeah. I feel like a lot of time I know like in my brain I probably knew that I was just like I should go home or something like that. So I just like it, I mean that's maybe just a thing of me. It's like I need somebody to tell me something that I already know kind of thing. Yeah. Um because I value other people's opinion more than my own <laughs> opinion or something like that or other people are smarter than me maybe or something. But, and I remember packing up my stuff and going home, uh, and I went to my apartment, and I think I, like, texted a few friends, and they ended up coming over, and we watched TV, (laughs) and we had whiskey, and that's it, (laughs) and that was that. And then, uh, I think I maybe drove back down to see my mom a couple days later, um, and then he, they had a funeral from, like, months like six months later seven months later or something like that's that that's a long time he after he had been cremated and everything and it's just like it was like a thing it was like he it was around the holidays when he passed and um so it's just like i think my grandparents decided at some point they're just like well she doesn't my my stepmother doesn't want to have a funeral and she's cremated him already right um because apparently he said he wanted to be cremated and I think they didn't because like you said, your family, my grandparents had plots picked out. Yeah. I don't know how many people, but not all of us. I don't got, I definitely don't have a plot. Uh, they're not not buying me a plot. Uh, um, (laughs) but because my, my dad's sister died when I was a a child, she was murdered and, um, yeah, uh, she was murdered. She was murdered. Wait, um, wait, we have to take a break. Okay. <laughs> we'll take a break and then yeah, leave it on let's a cliff, get it on a cliffhanger. Leave it on a cliff note. Uh, stay tuned, folks. Murder up next. Yeah, we're back. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, tell me how your aunt was murdered. Um, when I was a kid, my aunt was um, shot. And she was murdered, and it was, uh, it's still unsolved. Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but not at random. I don't know. I mean, the, I guess nobody really knows because it's, <laughs> it's but unsolved. They don't, do you know if they have a reason to believe that it was like a vendetta versus like random act, random um, crime? My dad was a, a drug grower, Ooh. right? And so it was probably like somebody 
one of the theories is that it was, it was somebody trying to come and rob the house and they didn't anticipate somebody being there. The other theory is like, oh, it was like this other thing or that other thing. I don't know. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like uh, like people's theories in my family on 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 this unsolved thing. Whew. Um, my uncle's suicide is also very mysterious. Like, really? yeah, like because uh, um, I somehow feel bad even talking about it. Um, because I don't. I mean, I was really young, but yeah, there was just like there were all. They were like, "Why was his truck parked behind mm. the house? Why were there signs of yeah. him struggling? Like he Ooh, didn't want yeah. it. Like all of these. I don't know. But then if you talk to like his kids, yeah. Um, who my my cousin was the one who found him. Uh, they're like, no, he like he killed himself. Mm, like yeah. they're like that. This is just definitely what fucking happened. Yeah. But I mean, I th- you know, no one wanted to believe that that was it. I'm sure. Yeah. So, like, my with my like, I I, with my aunt's story, like I feel like I've heard different point of views on like yeah. Oh, my dad saw a car at the end of the street like yeah. earlier in the week, an unknown car or like. Uh, it could have been this thing that they that someone was mixed up in, or it could have been that thing, or it could have been someone that they knew. Or uh, a couple years ago, somebody came to my mom and was like, uh, "We think we know who it was." What, um, like a stranger? No, like a police officer. Okay. <laughs> and and <laughs> okay. then, like, every now and then, like, because this is a very <laughs> interesting story to me that I want to like someday, like, like it's a, it's an ongoing passion project of mine. This story, and. Um, and so, uh, like, I am. I'm always like, Mom, like, <laughs> figure out who this person was and give, tell me, and I could talk to them or something like that. I could give some information about this story. Yeah. Uh, but so my aunt died when I was yeah when I was a child, and then so she was buried at uh, this same cemetery that. So after my dad was cremated and stuff like that. Um, my grandparents decided that they did want to have a funeral, even though my stepmother didn't want to do that and my and she said my dad did not want to do that and he didn't want to be buried or anything like that so they did do a they did a um they like put together a funeral and it was very small and stuff like that but it was in a church and stuff like that and i remember like my whole family was there and i re- <laughs> i feel so weird because i'm like i hope like my grandparents never like listen to this but i remember it just being like so like the collage was like so <laughs> they like put a poster board up with the, like a collage and like everything was like printed on like from like a a, a printer at home no! <laughs> like, all the pictures are like streaked <laughs> and, like, and and i remember like it's like a sixth grade presentation yeah, like, on yeah. like the mars rover <laughs> exactly like it was a science fair like bulletin board oh, no, and i just remember tribal. just being like this is like I really felt like it was like, <laughs> the, oh. yeah, I don't know. And then construction uh, paper to match the sizes of the, like to layer. Up. Yeah. And then, and then we <laughs> did the funeral and then, or we did uh, the church thing. And then we went and then we had food in, in, in like this little back area that was connected to this church. And it was just like, the food was like really bad. <laughs> and it was like, but also food? like what nobody kind of was, was oh boy, it was like macaroni salads and like, um, <laughs> And like, just like, you know, like, I I, like, God bless everybody who uh, (laughs) like paid for this thing (laughs) and put it on and God bless your hearts. And I'm sure that my, uh, I'm sure that my dad would have been happy, but he didn't want that. But, uh, uh, supposedly, but, um, (laughs) it was like, it was like Costco sandwiches and stuff like that. And, and, and then that was it. And then I think we all went our separate ways and then we never like, I don't know if I've ever seen a gravestone, but there is a gravestone. In five there years. is, but like nothing's buried there. Yeah, mm, It's just like a headstone or it's just like, you know, one of the little plaques on in the ground next to my aunt's. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it is, it is, it is bizarre, right? Yeah. No casket, no casket, no, nothing. Just, um, Cause people bury empty. Caskets. I think it's like, I mean, even I guess maybe the plaque is just like symbolic for like, you know, laying to rest next to your sister or something like that, or just being like next to each other or something like that. People really need that. I mean, the thing that's kind of nuts about it is like when people are like, well, we need to honor them. I think a lot of people say it in a way of like, this is what they deserve. Mm -hmm. But like, 
kind of no matter what I don't know of many religions where like the dead care that they're dead. No. I don't know many religions where uh, the dead care about where their body is. My religion, my very selfish religion is just like when I die, I I better be in a in a good place, and I and uh, and people better be taking care of me and stuff like that. And (laughs) I'll know, and I'll know, mom. (laughs) If I don't get a fucking mausoleum. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't know. Have you ever thought about, um. My own death? Yeah. About Every me- <laughs> fucking day. Uh, or like what, <laughs> what you want or what you don't want. Or, I have. Right. I want, I, here's what I want. I want, this is like a, this is a, a little pipe dream of mine. Um, I, I want to buy a bit of land and I want to create a cemetery that's a forest uh, because you can be buried like either via cremation or actually have your body be put into like a sack where um, you become a tree, mm. um, which I think is just a great, like then you become actively a part of the ground and then furthermore, like what you're fertilizing is something incredibly beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's the closest you could get to like continuing to have physical contact with the person that you've lost and there was for me i don't get much out of uh funerals i don't get a ton out of funerals personally um other than i do believe in respecting what the deceased wanted and that and and that's what i focused on in the several funerals that i've Mm -hmm. planned but what i do get out of it is this moment of like i remember when my father died and uh I had a I had moments alone with him because you have to uh, identify the body at funeral homes, so they kind of bring him out like wrapped in a white sheet. And he when he died, he died in his sleep, so curled up, exactly the way that he sleeps, that I had to keep reminding myself that he was dead because he just looked like he was asleep. And then I thought, okay, when I have to identify, his, and they were gonna send me in alone <laughs> to do this, and then ultimately my mother and my sister were like, okay, we can go, and I was like. Okay, I mean, I'll do whatever you need me to do. That's fine. Um, Which is something, that's not a way that I should be. I shouldn't always just be like, yep, I'll just be the strongest one and I'll go do it. I really should be a little bit more selfish about that stuff. But, okay, so I, uh, oh, yeah. So when I went to identify his body and I was set in there with him, I had this sort of like out loud speech into the universe, I guess, where I was just like, it's so silly that I'm so upset by looking at you because I know that you're not in there, but I think it's reasonable because I have an extreme sentimental attachment to your physical being. And I, I, and I, and I think that that's quite normal. You know, I've, I've, I've known, I've known you to hug me for the last 28 years of my life. I've known your hugs and, and, um, and, and, uh, you know your eating drove me nuts Mm -hmm. and you slurp coffee really weak coffee Mm -hmm. really loudly all day (laughs) out of your thermos that uh, the handle's broken off and you've taped it but Mm -hmm. we've given Mm -hmm. you so many other ones and you just don't use them and i don't know why because at some point the handle's just gonna you're using electrical tape the handle's just gonna fall off and spill everywhere it doesn't make any sense um and i god and i i and this is the last time I get to see that. This yeah. is the last time I'm gonna see your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also before bodies are embalmed, I hate embalming. Before bodies are embalmed, uh, like when they've just been like in the freezer, they really, like you don't lose a ton of your color or anything yet. Like all of the makeup and stuff that they have to put on, that's just because of the embalming. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, unless you've had a body that's really been sitting for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because there are things like necrosis and things like that, where you know your fingers turn blue and purple, but uh, as like as as blood like uh, you know hardens or clots up or whatever. But um, no, I mean he still very much looked like himself, and uh, <sighs> yeah, I I guess the tree thing is just I think that's the closest you can ever get to still having like this person exist. Like they've now given life to something else, yeah. and I have directly yeah their their body has directly become like the 
the material for mm-hmm. this this for living, living thing, thing yeah. and i think that that's so incredible and it's and just, also like connected to just like one living thing which is like one, one living thing tree. one living tree it's a positive thing for this mm-hmm. earth as opposed to you know cemeteries which i think are just such a waste of, of they, beautiful you space. said you would have to buy a plot of land to do that like they yeah. don't have those things they don't have like I someone once told me that they that oh, somebody oh, did yeah. one recently uh, in a different country. I can't remember what country it was, but that it, but that somebody's finally done it because what I, we were reading, my sister and I were reading up on. You, I mean, you can have it done in Central Park. They'll oh, wow. do it in Central Park. Oh wow, which is cool. I was like, oh, I want to be a weeping willow in Central yeah, Park when I die. Yeah. I love Central Park. But then I just thought, God, how cool would it be to have a cemetery like the same way that I I go to visit my family at the cemetery now wouldn't it be great if my grandkids came to visit me and it was myself my sister Uh my you know uh, my family but we're all trees Trees. like imagine just going to visit your family but it's 15 cherry blossoms that you get to sit upon that's beautiful Uh, yeah someone should do that (laughs) i should do it someone should uh yeah what do you what do you want well now i want that now you want that <laughs> I want that. that's great i didn't even think about being a cherry blossom tree yeah. i kept thinking of like an oak and i was like no cherry blossom tree when you said it i was like that's a way that's a fucking better tree <laughs> it's way, better. way better tree oak fucking stupid Such a prettier tree <laughs> uh i get i mean i was <laughs> i was like i just want to be cremated and thrown in the water <laughs> uh no i yeah i i don't i don't know i um i definitely probably don't yeah, don't want to be just like put in the ground, and um, I think if anything, I would want to be like cremated and put in in the ocean or something. I don't know. I feel like I have a connection to the ocean, and I like the ocean. Um, I do a little bit of surfing, so I don't know. I'm pretty good at surfing. Are you pretty good at I'm surfing? Pretty good at surfing. Do you have a Riot account? Do you have pictures of yourself with a surfboard? Yeah, I'm freaking son- sponsored. I'm sponsored. <laughs> I'm- I'm freaking sponsored. Uh, freaking sponsored by surfboards. <laughs> uh, no, I, but th- that is like a way better. <laughs> please also, uh, please don't uh, put pictures of yourself surfing on your Raya account oh, because Raya account. that is a thing that makes me hit. I'm on Raya now. Oh, well, I th- that's well, not I date, I'm not. I'm not putting those up on I my Raya account because I'm not on Raya. So I well, if you're if you're on a dating app. Don't, I just, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm the only person, it's probably more likely, don't listen to my, I'm probably the only person that's like this, but like, there are a couple of like, things for me that I'm like, I don't care who you are, what you do, mm. or how many stupid followers you have on Instagram, if there's a picture of you with, unless you're a professional fucking surfer, yeah. if I see a surfboard anywhere in any of your pictures, a single topless photo, <laughs> um, uh, pictures of your dog unless you're like really into your fucking dog mm-hmm. i'm like uh, no absolutely not I that's an immediate a picture ex. of my dog on. Well, you do I, I did have a picture of me with my dog at one time on a dating app but are nobody- you very into your dog like obsessed like like is your dog your best friend i mean he's n- not like he's not a human but he's not like uh, my best human friend but he's definitely i spend more time with him than anyone else okay i think that's okay uh, and i know just... and nobody's trying to take pictures of me <laughs> out surfing so <laughs> th- th- those are never gonna come up i've never gone surfing with more than one person who's just like somebody's like let's take a picture <laughs> no <laughs> i would have to like stop and ask a stranger to take a picture of me with a surfboard if that was the case yeah i mean people are doing something like but looking away though not um, looking at the camera I, the only picture i've ever had like with my dog was a picture that i took um it was like when i was going through like a breakup and i was just like i just gotta i'm supposed to everyone's telling me just to get on one of these things here's a picture of me and my dog and my hair is like really shaggy and like uh i i don't have it up anymore because i realize it's a very bad picture of me um i also don't like those dating websites no i don't i i got one uh when i was whatever in the pro in my process of dealing with my (sighs) divorce um but uh yeah it's i it served its purpose for about a week Mm -hmm. uh great validity yeah turns out if you're a girl on a dating app in great people are into it um yeah (laughs) it sounds it's 
probably a nightmare. That it kind of is. Yeah. Um, and then I just was like, oh no, I I don't I don't want this. I never mm-hmm. I never I never need to do this. Um, so so many surfboards. So many surfboards. So, so many surfboards. So there's so many surfboards out in the sea. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about um, being buried. Oh yeah, being buried. Yeah, the tree thing. Um, I like that because I like the connection to the earth part of that, mm-hmm. and I like like because I mean yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I'm afraid of dying forever <laughs> and not. I think in my brain, I'm like, it's a circle of life or whatever. Um, I I think I probably believe in something more of like, you die and, I mean, fingers crossed, I am born again as a baby or something. Yeah. And, um, or something else. Um, And, but I do like the the connection with energy and and stuff like that. I think that that's what a lot, I kind of believe that that's, a lot of what it is like i don't believe in any firm like religion or god or any process or anything i think it's just like energy and love and and atoms and stuff so if you could put those atoms mix them in some water with some seeds and yeah yeah and that energy will just and sort of choose where they get Mm -hmm. recycled yeah or or they don't but at least like at least you're not a full body (laughs) in the earth yeah, you're just you're just taking up space. Mm-hmm. Um, in I don't know what the rule is on that here. I in England, yeah, you can you're only buried for like a hundred years or something. And then what happens? I don't know. And then they dig you up. Yeah, they mm. gotta make more space. Really. Yeah, but obviously not for everybody. I don't I, know. I thought you were going to say something like, in England, you can bury anybody wherever you want. You can, oh. We should, like, it's a... Why it's can't like, you? It's like a sanitation thing, right? It's like Yeah, a, it is. I mean, yeah, because it'd be really hard to keep track of where people were buried, and then you sell your house, somebody's trying to yeah. grow tomatoes, everybody gets sick. Would Would you get sick? from that yes yes you would okay quite yeah, because likely I, yes. we had a puppy that died some 10 years ago and we just kind of buried him in the front yard. how'd your puppy die he was hit by a car oh he ran out um uh, somebody let him out of the gate i found him and then i oh. couldn't pick him up so i called my cousin to come over oh. and pick him up because he was so tiny and so cute and i just didn't i didn't know how to I think I got a, like a, a bit of a, a death thing. You got <laughs> like, a bit of a death. I de- I got a bit of a death thing. I don't yeah. like. Um, but I, with all the people like I, who have ever died in my life, um, I don't feel like I've ever been emotional at funerals. I've never. I don't know if I've ever dealt with any of these things um, before. I've had my grandpa die, and then in the same year, his wife died. Um, and then my dad and my aunt, but I was too young to remember that. So maybe only the three of them. Those were all kind of like within the same couple years. And I just remember going to a, a bunch of funerals and thinking like, this doesn't phase me. I'm cool. I'm cool as a cucumber. <laughs> Everyone else is crying around me. I'm so freaking Idiots. cool. <laughs> I'm so freaking cool. <laughs> Got my Arizona tea. Big crybabies. I'm sipping my Arizona tea, <laughs> smoking my cigarettes in the church. <laughs> oh, you, oh, I'm not allowed to smoke oh, in church? Oh, I can't smoke oh, okay. in here? Oh, fine. Oh. <laughs> Great. You shouldn't have given me Arizona iced tea then. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that the only thing that makes me, uh, w- whenever I felt emotional at like things like that, it's like the only thing, I, I really feel like there's like a strong connection to when I feel emotional is when people around me feel emotional. Right. Your reaction is to so it's like second, the other people. It's like secondhand emotions. My reaction is to my mother crying. And that might like go back to like my childhood, going back to like whatever their my parents' relationship were. I remember the first time I saw my dad cry and that's like a very like traumatizing moment for me. He was like in an argument and I was like, hiding 
playing like hide and go seek with my mm-hmm. brother and like I was hiding behind a couch and my brother was in a different room looking for me and my dad was on the phone and then he like slammed down the phone and like broke down oh, wow. and I remember being like what am I like ooh, like I this is I don't know what's going on <laughs> um and I should not be watching this yeah. and and then so like people getting emotional around me makes me emotional which is strange because I've done a lot of therapy, but I it, honestly feel like I don't know what any of my emotions are inside. Is it, I mean, did you feel like you needed to be the strong one? Do you have that sort of like, like you're responsible for other people or like, you? Ha- I don't know. Is there, so- is there something in that? Like you need to be the stronger one. And so um, it's other people being I mean do you have a weakness to weakness or something I I think I have a weakness to weakness but I also think that there's like a part of me that is doesn't deal with stuff yeah doesn't and can't and like pushes stuff like I think my strength is (laughs) my strength is like pushing stuff deep down yeah and whether that be like I don't remember like I can only tell you like you know 10 memories from my childhood or like stuff like that or like I block out stuff or I um yeah I just don't deal with stuff but I know everything and I've heard all the stories and everything like that and I know all the issues and I can talk about it and I can go to therapy and tell you like I could like start to k- talking about something at therapy and then give like the solution to uh the issue that I'm going through and my therapist goes yeah you know w- what you're talking about but I don't know if I'm ever like directly feeling it or like, yeah, maybe I just right. don't let myself feel anything. I, I, I started, I couldn't go to therapy after my father died, but I started going after my mother died. There was kind of this, like, I just wasn't ready. Um, it was a huge, huge fucking thing. And then, and then, but there was also this sort of like, after he died, knowing that my mother had already been sick and he was her main caregiver, there was, I was almost like I was holding my breath. And I like couldn't deal. I had to be so, so, so strong. And I still do, but but when she died, there was a, this bit of this like, like it's done. I've, I've, I knew this was coming my entire life. Yeah. And, and it's done. And, uh, not, not like the exhale wasn't like just like relief or anything, but it was this like finality to it. And, I was finally able to go to therapy. And then also I, I, my, you know, going through a divorce was, that was immediately, that was the same time. And, um, yeah. So, so I was finally like willing to go to therapy and ready and something that she sort of like focuses on heavily with me because I'm able to talk about the trauma of my childhood and these insane fucking things that happened to me as a kid and my abandonment, but I can talk about them very like plainly. And, and I, I mean, I, I just like get through the information just like yeah. this is what happened. And like, we don't need to whatever. That's what happened. And part of it is like, I don't want to live the life of a victim. I don't want my life to be ruined by these awful things. And mm-hmm. I don't want to spend any more time being broken by this. But she has to, she stops me and is like, can you, she's like, you say this to me. Like it's you, like, it's not you that went mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. And so she'll stop me and be like, think about the little girl. Uh huh. And that when she says that, I know she's like, connect yourself to the person who went through it. That's not a different person. That's you. So when you're saying, oh, I did this, I, this happened to me and this happened, like, she's like, you put it, you make that person to, because it protects you. You make that person a different person from who you are. But that's literally like the same. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. I the, feel like there's maybe a little like, I feel like I'm probably like more like that. Uh, what you're talking about is because I feel like. I I mean I remember I was doing I did sandbox therapy as a child. I was That's like a, right. Your mom's a therapist. My mom is a therapist, but my mom wasn't always a therapist. But uh, I re- remember going to therapy when I was a child, and I had to do sandbox therapy. So for so long, I was 
being told like this is a thing this is a thing or this is the reason why you're doing these things and this is but i don't know if i've ever connected and registered those things or like it's ever sunk in so like i'm constantly like being like well this is the the reason because of this of this thing has happened or whatever and these are the reasons that i am this way or whatever but I don't know if the the root of it is ever like soaked. <laughs> yeah, I'm very good at being analytical. I'm yeah. very, very, yeah. and I'm really emotionally yeah. intelligent, uh, which is something that some people would be really annoyed that I'm even saying that now because it's something that I really, really, I it's like it's a it's something that if I'm getting to know somebody really well, whether that be a new friend or you know now that I'm dating again, anybody, I'm just like straight off the bat, I'm a very emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I'm yeah I'm really really good at being analytical but I just like oh who was it it was I was like reading I don't know somebody said I don't know where I read this but just start talking to yourself as though you're a friend Mm. like I would never say to a friend or treat a friend the way that sometimes I treat myself mm-hmm. um, or the way that or like how hard I am on myself to like, like don't live in this, just get through it or like, yeah. or, or don't face this or whatever. Just be strong. You yeah. would never tell a friend that, yeah. right? You would never be like, just be strong, just be strong and get through it. You'd yeah. be like, no, let's fucking talk about it and let's yeah. get through this. And you, or, or like if you were talking or if somebody was telling you about a shitty, really shitty thing that happened in their childhood, you what would you say? You'd be like, that's really unfair. Yeah, and that's you deserved unfair. better. I'm sorry that that happened and, to and you. And obviously you can be wise enough to know that your parents were humans and, and, and just everybody around you was there, was human and doing their best because that's all anyone can do. Everyone's doing their best. Mm-hmm. And you can like have compassion for other people and reason with, with their actions. But that that doesn't need to that's a great thing to do but it that doesn't need to take away from what you needed as well that mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't fix the fact that like you did deserve better yeah and so having compassion for that little girl is something that like i work on mm-hmm. a lot and 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 i will like i will now be able to like cry mm-hmm. and get and be upset and live in that a little bit and just be like yeah i was robbed of a childhood yeah that's so fucking unfair Wow. Yeah. Does that hit? It does hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but would we be funny? But would we be funny, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we still might be funny if we weren't fucked up. I'm sure that there's plenty of people who are not fucked up who are, <laughs> who are super funny. Honestly, not many. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that I mean, there's got to be somebody. Um <laughs> I know so many people who have like family uh, upstate Connecticut with <laughs> Labradors and stuff like that. They they they're super funny, <laughs> uh, but they're in funny in a different way. I don't know. Um, I also know people who are the funniest people I know are not doing the things that I'm doing, and they're normal. Do you? Uh, I was. Uh, when you were talking uh, a minute ago, I, I kept thinking, of, like, it, it made me think, like, oh, man. Like, when I was saying, like, oh, like, I don't know if I ever feel like I have, like, an, um, I I ever, like, let, like, the deaths, like, oh, boy, I can't believe what I'm going to say. I ever let the deaths hit me. Uh, if I ever let <laughs> the deaths register and, like, I feel pain for them uh, because I'm such a fucking John Wick. Um <laughs> But uh, that is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. genuinely, that you just dropped. Uh, but <laughs> I, I do ha- like. I do think that, like, um, I mean, I don't know. Knock on wood, but like, if if I ever like get to see, oh God, I can't. I, I don't know how to phrase this without it. If I ever get to see my mom pass, no. Uh, like, if my mom were to ever die, like that would be like that might like maybe it's like i don't i'm i'm not connected to the the people the way that i'm connected to anyone else and i think that my mother is probably like the person who i'm like most connected to or like my siblings yeah um more than like my grandparent or my or my dad so maybe no one ever like super super 
because my relationship with my dad was so so strained um so only time will tell yeah um because i think that that, that it would rock my world if my mom or my siblings yeah that was always i i always sort of like because you know because i thought about death so much as a kid that was something that i i would think about sometimes like what are the ones that would break me um and i did you always thought about was, death as a kid like was it it yeah. was a, it, like in a you said in like a nerdy kind of like you were interested way yeah in yeah. in an in a nerdy interested way was but it also in a scared in a, way sometimes but i also have this thing where like the things that i'm most afraid of are also the things i'm most, most fascinated, fascinated by yeah. um maybe that's a common thing but but I don't, but yeah, but I, I, I obsessively at times and, and also in some way I'm incredibly comfortable with like dead stuff, mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, yeah, in a really geeky way, but mortality is something that is because I was scary. terrified of death. You were so terrified of terrified. death like, and I dead would, stuff, uh, not dead stuff, just terrified of dying as a yeah, child. I was too. I had I, a lot of anxiety. I like about it. constantly thought that I contracted AIDS I like was lived in fear. AIDS, Anything, just AIDS, just AIDS, just AIDS. One hundred percent, just like thinking about AIDS all the time. <laughs> that eighth grader who's like sitting on sitting, sitting in the corner thinking about AIDS all the time. No, um, I I like I was like terrified that like I was dying at all moments, and like even as adult, I'm uh, like a bit of a, like a hypochondriac in that sense. Um, but I remember like going i remember going to like a thrift store with my grandma and like i would like i would love to go to thrift stores and my grandma because i always thought like people are so dumb they like, get rid of their fucking cool stuff and then they don't realize what that they got rid of like a treasure or something yeah so like i looked through backpacks and purses to find like these treasures or like hundred dollar bills or something that were never there and then never. i remember i scratched my hand once and like it I was bleeding and I was like, oh my God, I got AIDS. Like I got AIDS from a needle for something. I don't know what cut me. And like, I, I just, the whole time, like as a child, I was like scared of that. I watched one TLC music video and then I just thought I had AIDS. Um, because isn't that what like waterfalls is about? Uh, what? Yeah. Like, isn't what, like, uh, like some of the subtext of waterfalls is, is AIDS is, like catching HIV or getting AIDS? No. Uh, well, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my. That's what I remember thinking it was when I was a kid. Like, yeah. you thought waterfall. Mm-hmm. Don't go chasing mm-hmm. waterfalls. No, not the waterfall specific part. But stay close the, to the rivers. Was it the rivers and the lakes? No, not the rivers and the lakes. Not but, the rivers and the lakes. Uh, like the guy looking in the mirror, not remembering himself and stuff like that, where all these like metaphors for like... For AIDS? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they I'm going to look into this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, time to take a break and look into this. No. Um, um, but I, it was like... Cancer, AIDS, like dying, disease, always thinking that I was going to be killed or kidnapped. Uh, yeah. I thought same. I was going to get kidnapped. I remember like the first time I like remember watching something on the news. The first two times. One was like I caught a glimpse of the news and they said Tupac had died. And I remember I was like, whoa. And then I, I caught a glimpse of another segment on the news and they said a girl had gotten sucked out the window of an apartment complex. What the? And I How? had to move my bunk bed to the other side of- Sucked the, out of a window? Yeah, I think he just like opened up a window and climbed inside and took a girl out. But, oh, wait, but, hold on. No, somebody <laughs> took somebody. Somebody took somebody, yes. But in my mind as a little kid, I, that like a, a bad man had sucked a girl out of a window. Yeah, just somehow. like. <laughs> just like, yeah. Uh, he reached in and pulled her out. And like, so I was constantly terrified of getting killed or kidnapped or something like that. And so um, that's interesting that you were fascinated by my fears. I But but also still afraid, very much afraid mm-hmm. of dying and uh, and and of my loved ones dying. But I But yeah, but I did create, I also go through life creating a rating system for pretty much everything um ask me which one of my pets is my i have an order of oh no what pets are i mean it's part of the reason i'm like i shouldn't have a second kid oh no because one's gonna need to be the favorite oh no i have that and i'm like jezebel cat ghost (laughs) lady 
lady's always at the bottom. I hate her. Really? I love her, but also she's the worst. Oh my gosh. Um, I, so not that I created necessarily like a, there were people that were tied for first, but there are like, I've got, you know, what, what are the one, the deaths that would really, really break me. Mm -hmm. And it was like my, my papa was definitely, and my siblings and Mm -hmm. I mean my mother as well, but, but, but yeah, like my losing any one of my siblings Mm -hmm. is going to hopefully, I mean, I'm the oldest, so hopefully we'll all just die of old age and, uh, I will go first. But and you will go first, yeah. and I will go first. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But those are the ones, man. It and. It's scary. It's scary. Uh, um. It sucks. Yeah. Big time. But, and I mean, it's the world's shittiest club. Yes. The death club. The I've got dead parents club. The I've di- got dead parents club. Yeah, the yeah, it's uh, something that you know you don't really get it in unless you've gone through it. Hey man, you know we all think we're different <laughs> and we can't relate to each other and we can't get along, but we all share one thing in common. We all know somebody who's died. Probably. We all know somebody who's died. That's true. At least every person, unless you're a baby and you don't know what death is, then you. And you've but you're born afraid of falling is that real that's real you're born afraid of falling yeah there's like two there are two general like truths for babies mm-hmm. which is like hung hungry hungry all the time hungry and all the d- time and don't fall must eat uh don't fall wow like they're yeah you're supposed to keep them on their side because uh they, like having them on their back supposedly yeah. so um yeah all right well, <laughs> um, we got to close out. <laughs> yeah. Close out our tab. <laughs> Bartender. Uh, we've finished We've talking. been doing all of this at Laurel Tavern. At Laurel Tavern. Bartender, <laughs> we're done for the evening. We've had our, we've had our drinks and our talk. And, um, this is like such a bar conversation. Too. <laughs> this is like something that people would like, you, you know, yeah, you'd get into this conversation at a bar, and then you'd be like, "Oh shit, it's oh, fuck. fucking people wild. don't want to." I have to go to work tomorrow, and <laughs> I was talking about death with <laughs> a random stranger Sorry, or, or some person that I kind of like half know from this bar. <laughs> uh, um, thanks for coming on and talking about your dead dad. Thanks for having me. I mean, um, yeah, I'll make a list of all the things I need you to beep out later. <laughs> All the specifics. I'll uh, when I when I post it on Facebook, no, I'll click the don't. You'll tag, you'll tag my grandparents. I'll tag your grandparents. No, I'll um or I'll just send a little message. Just like, hey, ever heard of a Kinkos? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't know how good they are at Facebook right now. They're on it though. They are. I love them. I love them very much. I love all of them. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my sweet little angels. This is Brie Helders. Thank you so much for listening to My Dead Parents, hosted by me and produced by Julia Meltzer. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and keep with us on Instagram at My Dead Parents. If you have any questions or input, you can also email us at mydeadparentspodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Campfire.